full of amazing stories and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them where we landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole story told by the individuals that live and love this small indiana county hello and welcome to where we landed Uh, we're excited to have you uh, this week and we've got an awesome guest my name is scott miller i'm one of the hosts and joining me today, uh, Kylie Jackson. Hey, everybody. And Iris Brunner. hey All right. We're going to do some trivia. I'm going to ask the questions today because we have uh, hotly contested. Iris is back on today. <laughs> um, I believe we can now safely call her Trivia Queen. Mm, I yep, think I'll take it. I think every time mm-hmm. we have played mm-hmm. trivia... Yep, you have ended. Up, you've ended up being the yeah. the winner. Yeah, right. Whether it's a series or what? Yeah, <laughs> Scott. Scott's having a really tough time with that. Uh, yeah, you, you can deal with that in your own time, my friend. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'm talking a lot of trash. I better, yeah, I better, uh, <laughs> I better live uh, up to the, some answers here. Yeah, and our guest uh, Michelle, you can participate as well. So, first question: We're going to do three. What two countries share the world's longest undefended border? China and Russia. No. Uh, uh, U.S. and Mexico. U.S. and Canada. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was I was close. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Wait, 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 wait. Who's the champion for? Oh, you, look, <laughs> look, you just got one point, buddy. One point. Right. I, I just want to make sure. One point. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> What fictional pirate goes by the nicknames Barbecue and Sea Cook? Think about it. Fictional. Fictional pirate. Barbecue. Johnny Depp. Sea Cook. Well, Johnny Depp is not a pirate. He just plays <laughs> one. <laughs> Captain Hook. I don't know. No. Fictional pirate. Fictional pirate. Food. Sea Cook. And oh, barbecue. Um, Long John Silvers. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Short lived, Scott. Yeah. Short lived. Yeah. That's, that's okay. I, I had 30 seconds. Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, she's digging deep, too. She's like, mm, let's find one. For which social networking site is Tom the first friend obtained by all users? <laughs> wow. That did not last very long. Well. Wait, 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 wait. What are we doing? <laughs> Like we we just keep going until I win. Oh, is that <laughs> how we over? do it? It's <laughs> never over. Well. Have, have you been learning rules from Leo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> well, on that high note, um, I get to introduce our guest today. Um, I am so excited to have one of my very, very good best friends in the whole entire world. Um, Michelle Bunker is in studio with us today. She is an agency owner and director of employee group benefits with Insurance Management Group. Um, She's a fierce mama. She is fierce for the community. And I'm just so excited that she's here today. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. (laughs) 
I forgot to add yes. uh, soccer coach to your list of list of things. Yes, that that is new. So, would yes. you like to share about that? Absolutely. So, <laughs> um, I'm not sure when this will kind of post, but right now we're kind of in a situation where there's a lot of sickness, illness, kind of being passed around from person to person. And so my son's indoor soccer um, team, the coach was under the weather. So she was looking for someone to fill in. And on our group text, there weren't really many takers. (laughs) So about an hour left before we we hit the field, I said I'd be more than happy to fill in. I did ask my son first to make sure that he was okay with it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. He's like, but How giving me, he? he's 12 and okay. giving me all these pointers yeah. up to what we need, what I need to do, how I need to think. And we went out and we were fantastic. We won. <laughs> I was so elated. I, had, I didn't even know, you know, all the rules or anything. I was just so proud of the kids. And I'm retiring now because I want to go out as a champion. Right. And um, it was so fun. Well, Coach and, of the year. And what yes. did Drew say afterwards? He's like, mom, you weren't cringy at all. <laughs> so I was so proud. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh, yes. that's so good. Yes. Uh, thank you for sharing that one off the cuff. So <laughs> no what we usually like to do is start with um, how you landed here. Yes. Well, the stork brought me in to um, Marion General Hospital, which is Marion Health at the time. Um, I had the opportunity of being born and raised here in Grant County. Um I grew up with most of my family in Grant County, too, my grandparents. And in fact, I grew up two doors down from my dad's parents, which was fantastic and rode my big wheel up and down that, the <laughs> sidewalk and, uh, you know, just had a great childhood. Um, I left for college, I, I'm actually a Marion High School graduate, which, um, you know, Giants fight never die, purple and gold. <laughs> yeah. um, had a great experience at Marion High, high School and, um, you know, went to Butler University, graduated from there, go Bulldogs, and um, thought I'm never coming back to Marion. You know, I just thought that uh, my life would be, you know, in my immature head would not be fantastic if I returned to Marion. I needed to spread my wings. And um, I was um, had a, I was renting a room from one of my girlfriends. She was too, from her older brother, who was much more established than we were. And my parents called and said, hey, you know, I've graduated. I just couldn't find a job. I had my resume out. I was looking, but my parents said, we're not subsidizing this any longer. You can come home. And <laughs> if you find something else, great. But, you know, that this is it. And so in the meantime, I had found the love of my life. And he was from Grant County, too. Mm-hmm. And um, so with all of that, I came home. And within a few weeks, I had, I think, three job opportunities and was welcomed back as a you know, a uh, professional and um, married the love of my life. And we live in about the same square mile that my parents live and in which my husband works and so on. So it's, that's 
how I landed <laughs> here. What, what, uh, what was your first job when you came back? And are you still in it today? Well, my first job when I came back was with the Chronicle Tribune. <laughs> and I was there 11 months. And um, it was not my favorite job. And part of that was because, A, it was my first real professional job. So I had a lot of learning to do, but also because I, um, it was it was just a, a really different environment than what I found to be, you know, what what I ideally want to be in. But it gave me my stripes. It helped. It forced me to build a network, to make cold calls, to learn how to be um, a community ambassador, how to be engaged in my community. Um, so, you know, as much as I wouldn't say that was my favorite job, it taught me a lot. What, what year did you come over to IMG? So I've been with IMG over nine years now. So um, I love Insurance Management Group. It's um, been one of the best decisions I've ever made. And um we have about 60 employees statewide. We have our headquarters in Marion and an office in Fort Wayne and one in Indianapolis. Um, so, you know, we're throughout the state, but uh, it's just a, it's a very positive environment. You mentioned you've got a 12-year-old soccer player. Yes. Do you have other children in addition? I do. So I'm blessed to be a mom of two. I have a daughter who's 15, and she's a freshman at Marion High School. And my son is 12, and he's in sixth grade at St. Paul Catholic School. So they keep me busy, and um, they're one of the best things I ever did in my life, aside from marrying my husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm a new parent. And so um, I was curious, best lesson that you've learned or the biggest lesson you've learned as a parent? I would say to just thoroughly enjoy each stage that we're in, because sometimes it's hard to see, to see your child growing and for to leave a stage because it always feels like when you're in a new stage everything is new right and you're you're adjusting adapting it's like oh man you just got one stage down and all of a sudden you're thrust into another one and so um to see one go is bittersweet but to just thoroughly be present and enjoy the the phase that that i'm in has probably been the best is the best advice i can give so it's good advice although the one i'm in right now it's challenging. It's, it's 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 been really challenging <laughs> because I I I'm constantly feeling very emotional because again my daughter's a freshman in high school she's 15 she's starting to get her driver's permit I mean all these changes are happening and I'm not ready and so <laughs> and you know, you know my son's more mature and it's just been it's a hard season for me although I'm very joyful with everything that's yeah. occurring. It's just, it's been a little more emotional than what I was prepared for, but I'm being, being very present. So. So you talked a little bit about, um, we've, we've talked just a tiny bit about, um, your work experience. Um, what has it been like for you, um, uh, being 
what I would call a community champion. But but how has that been um, as you've like worked through and like created relationships and um, uh, helped create some of the success that you have and what you're currently doing right now? Yeah, great question. I, I would say, honestly, when I grew up here, I was um, a student of the game, if you will. You yeah. know, I I was living with my parents. I, you know, was a student at the high school. I, you know, I was being poured into constantly, which was such a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, neighbors pouring into me, teachers pouring into me. But when I came back as a professional, I wouldn't say I knew right away that it was my turn to pour in. I gradually just learned that. And by just getting involved, like starting to, um, the Young Professionals Network was huge for me. Yes, I was around when <laughs> it was started first launched. Yes. Same. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. But that was so helpful for me. And that's how I started just to really get to learn about what our community had to offer. Um, I got to meet amazing people. I met Iris. I remember thinking, who is that? I want to get to know her. I want to be friends with her. She's amazing, right? That could have gone a couple of different ways. (laughs) Glad it went the way it did. But, you know, that was just an opportunity to learn and, and, and start to transform my mind to be more one of those people that could get engaged to get my hands dirty, um, to assist with giving back to the community that poured into me so much. And, um, you know, regardless if I was from here or not, there's opportunity to do that. And um, our community is so rich with providing opportunities on learning and growing. And um, so, yeah, so just, I guess, putting myself out there, growing that network. I mean, the chamber and, um, you know, the young professionals were a big part of that. So, Michelle, what are some of the, you've mentioned pouring into the community. What are some of those organizations that you've been involved with over the years as far as like board service and volunteer service? Yes. Well, um, I'll, I'll start with those that I can recall. Because <laughs> I really have, um, I think that that's part of what I learned is um, we all have strengths and being able to tap into those is is huge and learning how to be a board member and how the importance of that and the impact that that can have. So um, some of those that I can recall was um, Grant County Young Professionals Network, um, Carry Services. I served nine years there. Um, I had the opportunity to serve Family Service Society, which is now Grant Blackford Mental Health. Um, I've served with St. Paul um, Parish Schools PTO. I have served with um, Junior Achievement of Grant County for many years. Um, I served with the Community Foundation of Grant County. I'm new to that board. Um, Kenwell Academy, I've served um, on that board for many years, which is an alternative school here in Grant County. And I've also served... um, on the Marion Housing Authority board that I'm new to that one as Mm. well. So I'm kind of expanding my wings, if you will. I would say, um, you know, just really trying to learn about some of the different 
opportunities here within the community. I, I would say I naturally gravitated toward, um, you know, individuals with, you know, um, disabilities and um, finding opportunities for them, um, or maybe those who were underserved in a way or needed to find the right spot with Kenwell Academy or those who need help with therapy or mental health services with Family Service Society and Grant Blackford. And I've really started thinking about more how I could serve in housing because that was something I I don't know a ton about. And so the opportunity to serve with Marion Housing Authority will open my eyes to that as well as the community foundation and just serving the community at large. When you grew up siblings or no siblings, are you an only child? Do you have, no, I have a sister. I have a sister. She's three years younger than I am. And um, she is in Carmel, Indiana, and she graduates this Saturday from Indiana Wesleyan University with her nurse practitioner degree. So uh, I'm so proud of her. Yeah. About a little over three years ago, she called me and said, hey, just hear me out. I know this is going to sound crazy. <laughs> and a little background on my sister. She's yeah. um, a single mom, two kids. She's fantastic. I don't know how she handles everything <laughs> on her plate. I think I'm busy. And then I pick up the phone and talk to my sister. I'm like, well, that was a big reality <laughs> check. I'm not too busy at all. And um, she's like, I, I think I want to go back to school. I think she was already an RN. And she said, I want to become a nurse practitioner. She's like, I just want to help more people and serve more people. She said, I'll graduate when I'm 40. So, you know, now you might know my age if you do the math <laughs> and you're listening. And she said, and um, I can Scott be more. Scott didn't ask. <laughs> yeah. Not this time. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> and she said, I can be more financially independent. And I said, I don't think that's crazy at all. I said, if you think you can do it. You know, we as a family and your community will surround you to make that happen. And here we are at graduation time. So that's awesome. That's so awesome. proud of her. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. And then are your parents still living? And if so, are they still here in the yes. community? Yes. My parents, I'm, I feel so fortunate to still have my parents. Um, they are still here in the community that we live maybe two to three streets away from each other, <laughs> which is phenomenal. Having to say that I never wanted to come back here. I can't imagine my life not being mm -hmm. here. It's so it's wonderful. Yeah. And um, yeah, my parents, they're actually both RNs at Marion Health. And um, yeah, they're, they're, they're fantastic. And I'm thankful to be surrounded with them. So you're kind of the odd one out. So your sister's yeah, a nursing, know, right? Both of your parents, yes. So I mean, but you're serving healthcare in a different way. I yeah. am, you know. And I think when I think about that, I kind of think, oh my gosh, I'm the black sheep of our family. But <laughs> I think the fact that I live to serve and to serve others and and do what's right and and for each individual, I think that's the common theme for all of us, you know, and. And to make sure that people are having a quality experience, whether it be through direct clinical health care or through what I do for a living by providing access to care through benefits. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So Michelle, you did spend a little time um, here at the chamber, employed here. Talk about some of your favorite like community initiatives, maybe not necessarily with the chamber, but like the community as a whole. Yeah. So boy, yes, I had the opportunity to to serve with the chamber for um, six, probably six and a half years I was here. And um, I would say to have seen our community from when I first came back as a professional to what it is today, to have seen it rebound and thrive and to see a sense of investment from the private side versus the public sector has been phenomenal, has been very welcomed. You can see that shift occurring from the downtown landscape to um People just being true champions of our community, just like this podcast. I mean, you know, finding an outlet for people to um, immerse themselves more in in the community um, to see that transition happen has been wonderful. Um, it started transitioning when um, I was at the chamber, but it's been you know wonderful over the last nine years to see it continue down that path. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to you sharing a little bit about your family. This is a get to know Michelle question. So <laughs> if there's, if there's a crisis, who's the one person you pick up the phone and call? My mom. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> my husband and my mom, I would say, but my mom, like yeah. I, you know, my mom's always the kind of person that she'll, you know, make sure I'm okay first, you know, dry my tears, you know, whatever that is, mm-hmm. you know, make me feel okay. Yeah. And then it's the fierceness comes out. (laughs) What do I need to do to fix this situation? Who do I need to call? She's going to fix it or she's going to call you on your mess. (laughs) And she may call me on my mess in the meantime, but she's going to fix it. And this, that unconditional love and support Uh um, has been such a gift that I was taught and um, will continue to pour into others, my children and um, you know, the community as a whole. Yeah. What are the things that you think you guys are most alike, you and your mom? Mm. Well, probably the way we talk. I mean, I, I, our <laughs> voice sounds a lot, uh, sounds very familiar. Um, our um, probably just our physical. Uh, so you guys looks. have a lot of the same yeah. mannerisms. Oh yeah, so, so people much. will know that you're her daughter. Yeah, and so I, I think like when my dad will complain about my mom. And I think complain about you. My, my husband's gonna be saying the same thing. Fast forward a few decades, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would say that, and um, you know, my mom was and is just a fantastic mm-hmm. person. You know, she gives me my space, but knows exactly when I need 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 help. Just like last night, we were talking about you know, Christmas presents and wrapping and being ready for the holidays. And she's like, well, I'll come over and help you wrap your presents. Cause I <laughs> of course have not started yet. And I was like, mom, you don't have to. And she's like, oh yes, I will. We yeah. will get it all done. T- tell yes. her I'm just going to drop some stuff off on the porch and I'll come back and get it. <laughs> She'll take care of it for you, Miss Iris. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Where We Landed is supported today by Marion Design Co., a social design studio whose mission is to create sustainable design solutions to magnify the powerful stories behind organizations, 
businesses, and individuals. We believe good design should be accessible to everyone. Our clients include Marion Health, Mississinawa Schools, Princeton University, the City of Marion, and more. With a combined 46 years of professional design experience, collaboration is critical to our empathic design solutions through graphic design, interior design, placemaking design, and design thinking. Whether it's branding, marketing, space planning, commercial or residential interior designs, or strategic design thinking, Marion Design Co. will hold your story with care. Located in downtown Marion, Indiana, reach out to hello at mariondesign.co. Find us at www.mariondesign.co or on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Michelle, you've mentioned uh, Lucas a couple times. How did you two meet and make the decision to come back to Grant County? Well, Lucas and I met when we were in second grade. And he remembers, we both went to the same church. And um, I was actually at St. Paul Bennett at the time as a student. And he was at a public school, Oak Hill. And um, so he kind of took like the Sunday religious education and they were lining us up for our first communion. And my maiden name is Bax and his last name is Bunker. And so we were kind of close in line. And so he already felt like a little, um, you know, nervous just because there were more kids who went to St. Paul and mm -hmm. we all knew each other. And so they were lining us up and they called Lucas Bunker. Well, apparently I started laughing and <laughs> making fun of his name and things. And he said, I made him feel so small, which I oh. felt terrible that I ever did. Apparently. Okay, hold on. Can we just point out that you said second grade, which means he's like eight? Yes, I know, right? <laughs> you definitely he, left a lasting left, impressing impression right. on him. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently he did on me because I, he's got the, the, you know, last of the joke because, uh, I have his name now, the name <laughs> I was making fun of. And so we just always, um, you know, had maybe some of the same friends through church, we'd see each other. And we were always, you know, kind of running in the same circles and things. Um, you know, back then it was kind of like I was at Marion High School, he was at Oak Hill High School. So, you know, you would have some interactions, but not like it is mm -mm. today with social yeah. media and things like that or neighbors going to different schools. But um, I would say between our freshman and sophomore year, sophomore year of college, we were both home working for the summer and we just started connecting and hanging out and, you know, going to movies or dinner. It was just, we were just friends and not looking for a relationship or anything at that time. But um, I had come home my senior year of college for spring break because my girlfriends and I were like, okay, so we all have like maybe $800 to our name <laughs> and we either go on a fantastic spring break within our budget <laughs> and graduate with no jobs and no money, <laughs> or we um, forgo spring break and we graduate with no jobs and a little Some money. money. <laughs> yeah. So we, we chose the latter. Oh, kudos to you for making the responsible <laughs> choice. Right. I, I for sure would have had a great <laughs> yeah. spring break. Yeah, for real. probably why I only had $800 it's to my name. And yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's future Michelle's problem, yeah. right? <laughs> and um, so my dad and I were um, looking for a car and happened to pop in and saw Lucas's dad and I was like, how's Lucas? I hadn't talked to him for a couple months. And he's like, well, actually, he's home. 
for spring break. He just had his wisdom teeth out today. And I said, oh, well, if he feels up to it, have him give me a call. I mean, you know, I'm home and would love to see him. Mm-hmm. He felt up to it, didn't he? He did. <laughs> so he <laughs> called me and we set up a dinner date and uh, he with his... Uh, his poor cheeks. I, <laughs> and I went out and, you know, it was, it was just different. It was like we were just meant to be together forever. Aww. And uh, yeah, so that's that's our story. So did he always um, have a desire to come back to be at the car dealership? Or? He did. Um, he graduated from Purdue. So he was at Purdue University and um, he knew that he wanted to be closer to home. Um, at the time, his dad did not own the dealership, but had intentions of owning it. I mean, mm-hmm. he might have actually owned it at 50 percent, but not 100 percent at that time. And, um, you know, Lucas, I would say, was more wanting to be home, more in Grant County. He grew up in Converse. He loves Converse and mm-hmm. um you know, so I would say he was more of that person to drive that and to make me realize that that's what I wanted to. And um, he worked actually for General Motors for that was like his first job out of college. And um, then I want to say in 2003 or 2004, he went to go work with his dad. So um, he uh yeah, had a great experience at General Motors and, you know, but something like that for him to continue to move up, we would have to be willing to make a move um, out of state or things. And we weren't really wanting to do that. You, know? you talked a little bit about family today, a little bit about your job. What's the one thing that keeps you motivated? Is there anything that you'd say this, this yeah. really motivates me? I would say... Um, just really being an independent woman. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but just saying I can do it all. Mm-hmm. Like I can, ha- I can be the best wife. I can have a solid marriage. Um, I can be a fantastic mother. Um, I can raise two great kids. Um, I can be, I can have a career. I can, you know, give and serve and give back to my community. I would say all of that keeps me motivated. Um, I want to be the best at everything. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. That is <laughs> every day when I wake up and every night when I go to bed, I, I want to make sure that I am checking all the boxes and striving to do my best that day. So uh, I'm gonna follow up on that a little bit. How do you, you see that in your work life. So as you say, Hey, I, I want to be the best. And, and the, the role that you're in now, how long have you served in that role um, at IMG? I would say three years now I've served okay. in this role at IMG. So in that effort to be your best at IMG, anything in particular that you would say, Hey, every day, this is part of who I am as it relates to the IMG family. I would say being present you know, I am, I think that's what I've practiced or I mean, what I've preached and continue to practice every day as striving to be my best is to immerse myself in the being present. So when I walk in the doors at IMG, um, I'm present at IMG. 
And I want to pour into others there too, because IMG was different nine years ago than Mm -hmm. what it is today. And it's going to be different in nine more years than what it is today. And I have found how grateful I am for that environment and for the work that I get to do that I want to pour into others so they feel the same way, if that makes sense, that they're in an environment where they're welcome, where they're in an environment where they're um, encouraged to grow, where they're um, valued for what they bring to the table. And so that's what keeps me motivated there. Yeah. This county has um, lost a a population since 1970, and you're a community leader. Mm -hmm. And so is there anything that you'd say, hey, here's what we can do to kind of reverse that trend in our county and begin to become a growth county, Mm -hmm. Um, which I think we've got the bones to do it, but I don't know if you have any specific suggestions or ideas of things that we should be doing. Well, I mean, I think this podcast is part of that movement. Um, I think it's just speaking well. I mean, when we speak kind words, that that is contagious. It's contagious when you speak negative words, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And I think if you really want something better, you make an effort to continuously talk about it. You do your best to stay positive about it and you do your best to make change. That may even be saying, hey, I'm not going to go trash a local business on um, social media because I've personally had a bad experience or a repetitive experience that's been negative. You know, whatever that is, you have control over that and what you put into the, you know, into the atmosphere is what you're going to get in return. And so for me, it's really just staying positive, understanding the gifts and the opportunities that I have and that each of us have and really focusing on that and how we can use that for change. So Michelle, you was turning in my head on the positivity because you definitely are one of the most positive people um, I've ever met in my entire life. And there'll be plenty of times when I'm like, I am about to lose it. (laughs) So I call Michelle and she fills my bucket up. Um, But how do you actively stay in that space? What What do you do to, you know, really try to take stock and say, this is what I have to be positive for? Thank you, Iris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you catch me too when I'm sometimes <laughs> about to lose it or not be positive. Um, I would say that I constantly am just thinking, what is within my control? And maybe it's just even giving somebody a smile. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's within my control and that might completely change someone's day. Yeah. Um, maybe focusing on the strengths of others. And realizing that it's not all about me makes me stay in a positive space too. Um, But I would also say just, I, my husband, Lucas, he's, he's a good sounding board to me Mm -hmm. and he has helped me to stay in a space that's um, very positive, you know, and understanding that, you know, we don't need everything. We can't do everything. We can't change everything. But here's what we have and here's what we're where we're at and look how far we've come. 
So um, I would also say practicing just a lot of self-care helps me to stay in a positive frame of mind as well, regardless if that's mentoring others or if that is um, working out or if that is reading a book. I love to take baths. I'll take a bath like, you know, uh, as often as I can. Some Epsom salts and, you know, just, uh, so, you know, just trying to give myself that self-care and just realizing that there's something larger out there. You know, I'm a Christian and um, I believe in God and I serve him every day. So that's really keeps me in a positive space. Michelle, you mentioned, you know, several times mentoring others, pouring into others. And I know you've always, every time I've had a question about, you know, what did you do with this situation when you were at the chamber? You've always, you know, been very kind with your time to me. Um, But besides, you know, your family and Lucas, you've mentioned, who are those people who poured into you? Some of those, as you were growing up, those influential folks in your life. Oh, my goodness. There are so many. Um, but I would say um, Mrs. Sandy Chapman was mm, one yes. at Marion High School, and I was in AP Biology. And um, one of the smartest people I've ever met in my entire life, too, by the way. She, like, she knows great. it all. Mm-hmm. She does. And, and not just so much about academically and being a student and teacher relationship, but just about life. I mean, what she poured into me and others at that time was just, was life impacting for my entire life. And so I remember, you know, my, my grandpa had died and that was the first person close to me who I ever lost. And, um, we had a big exam and, you know, she was preparing us for our futures and saying, Hey, this test is basically your, um, quarter grade and, or we might've been on six weeks at the time, but regardless, it was a big test. And it meant that was my grade on my report card and my academic transcript and, you know, all these things. (laughs) Forever. It feels like the most important thing in the world when you're. (laughs) And so the day of my grandpa's funeral was the actual day of the exam. And I had talked to Mrs. Chapman. I said, Hey, I'm going to come in early the next day and take the test. And she said, are you sure? And I said, yes, I am. Cause I just didn't want to be behind. And I knew she had to report grades and you know, all these things. So I go in early the next morning and take the exam. I'm feeling great, you know, and I was a, a pretty awesome student. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, Cause I strive to be the best at everything. Yeah. And, uh, during class, she handed out our grades because, of course, it was Scantron, if you remember uh-huh. Scantron. <laughs> <laughs> and I failed. I bet I didn't even get a 40% on that oh, grade. Uh, and I could not believe it. I was trying to hold back tears. Like, yeah. you know, just that thing of my life's over. <laughs> you know, what's going to happen? And yeah. I remember her looking at me and she said, we'll talk after class. And after class, she just said, hey you know, I know this Mm -hmm. wasn't your true performance. And um, she said, I want to give you a second chance on this. And she said, you um, take a few days, just relax and and let's retest. And and she allowed me that grace, showed me that grace. And um, 
yeah, I walked away with an A and uh, knew I could do it. I just <laughs> had no idea that I wasn't prepared. And yeah. so for her to provide me with that was was phenomenal. And that was just one of the many examples of her being a great mentor to yeah. me and still to this day. Yeah. So she's great. Mm -hmm. Is, so Michelle, I know you read a lot too. Yes. That's one of the other things we usually like to find out. Like, what are you reading? <laughs> what are you watching? I share your guilty pleasures. Oh God. <laughs> I won't share all of them. But um what I'm reading. So I started, I love, I love um, memoirs, I love biographies, I love um, you know, history, I love to read about so many things. Um, I love reading about my industry. So I love reading about a lot of dry topics for most people. <laughs> but one of my friends encouraged me to read some fun things. <laughs> I, Iris had actually reached out to me and said, hey, what have you been reading lately? She was getting ready to go on a vacation. And so I shared what, what I'd been reading. And she's like, um, there's nothing fun on this list. I was hoping for something fun. I was like, yeah, mindless. That's right. I wanted some mindless yes. fiction. So um, Colleen Hoover has been a big, 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 uh, uh, I don't know, she's trending on my list. And I think, you know, on a lot of the top selling book lists now, but I think it's because it is fascinating. She can share a story. She can describe something in just so few words yeah. that, and it's just engaging. It's real life. And, uh, although it's all fiction, but you know, can't wait, wait to meet some of her characters one of these days, <laughs> maybe on the big screen. Yeah. So yeah. fun fact, I know Colleen Hoover. I, I'm you telling you. Do. I do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's, we're fans of the same band, the Avett brothers. Oh. And so I was actually like, you know, how you only have 5,000 Facebook friends. Yeah. I'm Facebook friends with what? You made the cut from like 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah. Well, we, we, we've sat together at concerts before we were in Mexico together and, oh my yeah. and I've never read any of her books, oh, but people are to. like blowing up about her right yes. now. I'm like, I, th I think I've read about eight or nine of them now. Really? And I just buzz through them. Yeah. It's a book talk is yeah. all yeah. Colleen Hoover. And yep. you really, I mean, like you could pick up one of her books and it's like, you will not sleep that night. <laughs> Because you cannot put it down. So be prepared for that if it happens. Um, I might slip you a couple books. So next time you're at the concert, you yeah. can have her sign. Okay. Um, she's fantastic. Yeah. And I follow her on Instagram yeah. Yeah. and all kinds of things. I mean, I think she's just a fantastic person beyond just yeah. her Where, where is writing. she from? Where does she live? Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were uh, on the rail at a, you know, holding your spot on the rail um, for a few hours at one show once. So and you just become best friends, right? We just That's chatted, easy. chatted yeah. away. I, yeah. I mean, I love it. I knew that she, she at that time she had written maybe one or two books, and she was kind of famous in like the Avett Brothers circle because in those first couple books there's lots of like Avett Brother lyric references in her oh. very really early books so that's actually how a lot of people found the Avett Brothers was wow. through her books so and they're so her muse huh? yeah yes. I mean she, like I saw on her Instagram recently she did like a tattoo tour and <laughs> most of them are Avett Brothers lyrics and that's uh, so wonderful yeah but we just that that's probably the longest I've ever spent with her was those few hours uh, holding our spot on the rail, but well, um, weren't you lucky to be in her presence? But she was lucky to be in her presence <laughs> yeah. too. So. <laughs> so you said memoirs too, yes. and like autobiographies. Yes. What has been like one of your favorite ones that you've read that was like surprising? 
probably Matthew McConaughey's green oh, okay. lights. Yeah. I'm yeah. in the middle of that one. Oh right now. gosh, it was fantastic. Yeah. And I think what I loved most about him was that he never forgot where he came from. Yeah. Like anytime anybody comes up to him, I think his first movie role that kind of launched his career was um Dazed and Confused. Yeah. And literally the first like a few words that he uttered on, you know, in production were all right, all right, all right. And it's iconic now. It yeah, is. he can't escape it. Yes. Are I those the first words of the book too? Uh, I feel well, like that. I, I don't remember, but he references it. Yeah. And he says like, you know, people have it tattooed on them. They have it <laughs> on shirts. He's like, when they come up to me and say that, he said, I, I feel it reminds me brings me back to my humble beginnings and mm -hmm. what that meant so yeah that's awesome <laughs> i do have that's a texas awesome. long longhorn shirt that says all right all right all right so uh, hey. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so good we're close to the first of the year when people make a lot of new year's resolutions is there any habit you'd say this is a habit i want to break or this is a habit i'd like to start as you head into 2023 Ooh. That's a good one. Um, or maybe one of both. Do you have an answer to that, Scott? I'm stalling for you, Michelle. Thank yeah, you. That's very nice of you, <laughs> uh, I don't have one. I, so. I, I need to get back in the habit of working out every day. Yeah. I had a little medical incident that kept me from doing that. So that would be my one that I want to start back. Working out. Habit to break. I watch too much TV. I need yeah. to break that habit. I think I need to go screenless. <laughs> <laughs> that might be yeah. hard to do, but anything for you? You know, um, I've never been a big like New Year's resolution type person, but I always coming off. Well, we're in the Advent season now, and um, that always just pours new life into me. I, I try to not listen to the radio as much when I'm in the car, just to be very present and, and embrace the joyfulness of the season. Um, but I would say that starts the opportunity of new life for me yeah. and thinking about what is possible. And so bringing that into the new year, I know some of the things that I'm going to be thinking about is, you know, just constantly, especially with devices and my phone and trying just to, again, be as present as possible whether I'm with my husband or my children or work. And also, um, as I've grown in my career, it's been a blessing, but um, I've, I've become, I've had the opportunity to grow in certain areas, but I have become more removed from some of the basics, if that makes sense, some of the details and things to um, make um, everything possible. So yeah. that has been one of the things that I thought I would put back on my plate this year is just really, you know, brushing through those again, trying to make sure I'm very aware of, you know, where that foundation is. And, and I think that encourages me to continue building on that, to be refreshed with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a wrap up question here for you. So you, um, I think had shared that you just joined the Community Foundation Board. Anything that you hope to learn from that experience as you go through that process of being a part of the Community Foundation? Pretty unique organization in our community. It is, and I think you just said it. I 
I, I just want to listen at first. I want to learn um, what I had historically always thought of the community foundation as being is just a small part of what they do. So I'm I'm a student right now and um, I'm looking forward to embracing it and learning and then at some point having the opportunity to be more impactful with that role. But um, I think they've grown over the years too. And um, it's exciting to see how they're looking at Grant County and our community as a whole as well. And the type of impact that they've already made and are looking forward to make and are looking forward to making, I think is really exciting. And I'm excited to be a small part of that. (laughs) We appreciate your service and so many different boards in our community. And, and um, as you were going through the whole list, I was like, man, that's a lot of stuff that she's involved in. And so, and so and that's sure fantastic. I'm forgetting some things too. I am, <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, yeah, I, I think, and that's probably been, gosh, one of the most beautiful things here is just being able to serve. Not everybody believes that they can or even has those opportunities. And honestly, there is so much opportunity here. And, um, you know, I've been very mindful to try to only allow myself so many commitments at a time, too, with board service, because I do, I do, I want to learn, I want to be able to make a true impact. And, um, and that, that's, that's come with my maturity, too, (laughs) um, of being a professional and in a career. But I, I just think that not every community has that to offer and yeah. ours sure does so you know if you're if you're passionate about youth or you're passionate about you know true community development or you're passionate about um you know education whatever it is you can find a way to serve here and most people are will welcome you with open arms and and you know teach you where they've been and where they're going and allow you to make that impact Michelle, I hope that you list the next time you're coaching your son's soccer team so that we could all come out and cheer you on. I think that's pretty cool. So so thank you for sharing that story right yes, out of the gate you're today. Welcome. Please know it'll probably be like a really fast invite, like right. you know, under <laughs> an hour. It's Put happening. on your shoes, it's time yes, to go. Exactly. I know. Um, and thank you for sharing with us today yeah. and for all that you do in our community. Um, it's great to have you on where we landed. And for those who are listening, like and subscribe uh, to where we landed and look forward to seeing you next week on our podcast. Have a great week. Bye. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.